Hello. Hola. Hola. What's up? What's up? Long time no speak. You know, it's been so, so long. Feels good yes. to be back. It, it definitely feels good to be back. Ham, how have you been doing? Uh, I'm good. But wait, hold up. We missing something. Okay. Hey, y'all. Hey, of course, this is not just a A and B situation. How's everybody doing out there? I hope you're doing good. Um, this is Cake and Convos, of course. And it's very appropriate that this episode is called Nuts because it's kind of nuts out there. Yeah, Mike is having this burning, this burning, burning, burning thing he has to tell you guys. Uh, so welcome back. If you've been listening, and if you haven't been listening, welcome aboard. Now it's story time with Mango. Thank you for setting that stage up. Take it away. So here's the thing. Um, These people, when I say these people, as in America, just started burning, you know, a a few days ago. And there's been protests, and it's just so, like, it's, it's getting reckless. I have my theories, but... Just recently, I just did some investigations of my own. So I have a sister, and she decided to go to one of these protests. Uh Uh-huh. So I was like, first of all, I'm I'm definitely with it when it comes to protesting sometimes. But I once I saw how Atlanta was going and how they attacked the CNN Center, and they just started traveling up the street and just going wild. Yeah, Lennox was, you know, looted. Right. So I couldn't, I'm not going to say I couldn't be a part of it, but it definitely gave me some hesitation. So my cousin, he's back in town and he's like, he's like, man, I'm trying to go. I'm trying to go. And it's Sunday. Uh So this is day three of protesting at this point. And I was kind of on the fence, but then I found out my sister was going this is my younger sister. Okay. So I wanted to go to take her, take care of her, you know, stuff like that. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go. Tell me how it was just like, I don't know. It was kind of like a conflict because what was the conflict? The conflict is like, okay, well, she's grown. She can, you know, technically, legally, she's grown. So she could do whatever. But the way these riots have been going on, off of these um, marches, mm-hmm. I mean, she's not a she's not a big girl. She's pretty small, so she she could get picked off real quick, honestly. So you think she would be safe? Got it. All yeah, right. but the way Atlanta set up, it was like five different marches. I'm like, dang, oh, there's was she at? Or which one was she at? And that's the great part, right? So she texted me, and well, she's like, I'm at the protest. Love you. Didn't hear from her since. <laughs> So I'm like, ah, shoot, I'm going to have to go to Atlanta. So I pulled up because my cousin was already, already there. At the same one she was at? No. That's the messed up part is that she, um, as I was driving, because there was a curfew, you know, it was like about nine o'clock. Yeah, I heard about that. Right. So um, my wife, Nikki, was there with me. And it was funny because she, she was kind of like, mm, I'm not trying to be in that. But then she's like, aren't you going to pick me up? I'm like, so where, where are we going here? 
are you with it or are you not? And then, you know, the whole corona thing is still going on. Correct. It's still a real thing. So it's a large crowd. And she was saying, you know, if this is how you're going to be. You might be sleeping by yourself for the next 14 days. So it was, it was kind of one of those conflicts, which for me is like, what, should I save my sister? So, sh- what? so what? So what did you do? You got to get past the good parts. You ain't told us that. What, what did yeah. you do? Yeah, so I, I obviously I went. So um yourself now. Because Nikki ain't finna have it. She wasn't gonna have it, but she's she's a real she's a real G and she actually came with me. But it was weird because it was like make sure you have your social distancing, but it's a crowd. So we got there and I'm definitely gonna post a couple stuff on our page. But um, well, like pictures. I got the pictures. I got the videos. I was doing our live reporting, you know. Oh, so now we're news. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't say we're news, but because um, we definitely have our own little perspective twist into it. But it was definitely interesting seeing. I, I see why people get together in March, you know, and why? why? Yeah, why is it? It's the camaraderie, joining with one cause, and. Just people bouncing off this energy like we can do it type of thing. Like we're going to get our voices heard. And it was interesting because, well, first of all, I got um, tear gassed first time today. See, this is the stuff that sounds good, man. Like you keep, yeah, jump, but you ain't telling nothing, sir. Okay. What you, what you mean? Now we I'm, get, now I'm we getting to it. I'm getting to it. You was taking a long time. They want these bites, baby. Of course, the, of, course you, of course you're getting the bites, but... I wasn't going to do that BET movie where it's like, how did I get here? Well, let me rewind. Now, I'm going to tell you the real story just straight through. So, basically, I pull up with my cousin or whatever like that. You see, you told us when you went and got your cousin. We just well, know I, I, met, I met him there. See, this story when, got When I tell stories, I got a bunch of holes. But hopefully, everybody in here can piece it together. I went with my wife. She basically stayed in the car for a second, one foot out the door, one foot in type of thing. I walk out to the street where we parked. Okay. He's like, where are you at? Where am I? Where are you at? You know, that type of conversation. Then we finally meet up. And then it was like between Ted Turner and William Street. It was just a mob. Like when I say a mob, that sounds horrible. It was a big, big group. How were you able to get your car there? So... I don't want to put Nikki's business out there like that. We're not but We're not but, <laughs> but we got free parking pretty close. That's all I'm going to say. So, um, yeah. So there was a huge group of people there. And there, it's funny because the news kind of narrates it where there wasn't really any leadership. But being there on the ground, you're able to clearly see who's leading and who is just causing problems. So at that time, we were um, there and we we saw the vocal leader and people were following. But then again, of course, uh, this is Atlanta. So it got ratchet real quick. I, I mean, the whole, you know, ATL, ho, ATL, ho, like all that. When you tell the story to people that wasn't there, you got you got to Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. I'm saying like they gathered around, they did their little, you know, their cheerleading, their hoopla, and then they're saying ATL ho, ATL ho, like that, right? And then there's um, a little balcony on the side. People were shooting fireworks off, so that oh. was that was getting the crowd hype. 
But like two blocks down the street, there were police officers. When I say police officers, I'm saying they're in SWAT gear, army gear, all that stuff. So the front line had their little barricade shields. And then the, I'm guessing it's National Guard, but they're all in military gear. And then there's tanks in the back. So I was able to, you know, people were like going up and down the street. Do you, from where we saw it at first, we um, saw stuff like tear gas or something. People were throwing something. People were running. After that, you go back to where you're at. So now we're, I'm getting closer into the crowd. Okay. Me and my cousin are getting closer. I got the video footage. I'm going to see if I can post some of it. Are you still trying to find your sister or are you just there now? Well, I was trying to find my sister. I know, like, the whole main reason of me going was to find my sister. Just to make make sure she's good. Because as the media shows you, stuff is burning up. Things are going a little crazy. So I was about two blocks away from where that cop car got burnt the first time next to the CNN building. And they just, they were smart this time. They kind of blocked, oh, they blocked CNN and did the little L shape there. So they had the tanks on the left. They had the people on the right, or people in the front. And then if you didn't notice, there's some people like officers on the further left flank. So, you know, people were going back and forth with the cops and stuff like that. And I was filming. As I was filming, they were doing tear gas. Those same cops or another set of cops? I think it was the cops behind the ones in the front line. So as that was going on, people were starting to run. And, you know, I'm kind of like photographer mode, videographer. So I was in the mindset of capturing it. Yeah, Manga just knows it. That's what he means. I'm sophisticated nosy. So <laughs> as I'm there, my cousin's like, yo, bro, like, this is tear gas, this is tear gas. And as he said it the second time, I'm feeling it like, oh, yeah, I need to go. So I start backing up. And I don't know if you've ever experienced my, tear gas. Never my life. But I feel like because I'm African, this actually helped out. What do you mean? Yeah, it's weird. But, um, you know... Africans, they have a lot of spicy food, right? So we're, uh, the region where we're at is kind of like, you know, it's called Pepe. So like you put some in your food, whatever like that. So sometimes it's re- you have to be really careful. You get in your eye. If you mess around, you might smear your eye or something like that. It'll get in your eyes. So that tear gas, it was strong. I'm not going to lie. It was strong and it was starting to get hard to see. And it definitely gets in your nostrils and stuff. And you're starting to like um, get a runny nose and stuff like that. So once we ran out towards safety, I you know blew my nose. And the way my eyes were, it felt like Pepe was in my eyes. And I'm just like, ah, shoot. Um, yeah. Uncomfortable, but familiar. Yeah. So I was kind of like, dang, Africans are low key trained for this. Like, if you don't, you're supposed to have the proper gear and proper stuff if you're going to be in this situation. I didn't gear up well because I was like, I'm trying to get my sister. Did you, did you ever call by the way? No. She didn't text me back. I texted her, like, a few times, and I sent her a picture on where I'm at. And then, as I'm driving, because there's a curfew, she texts me while I'm driving. And I was like, ah, shoot. <laughs> like, I'm at Atlantic Station. Atlantic Station was nowhere near where you were, where I was. 
So there was like, they started March. First of all, we were at Centennial. And from where I was, I stayed around Centennial. But there was people that marched to the Capitol building. They marched to Atlantic Station. And it's just like globs of people. And it's interesting because, you know, in the media, they're showing people like, you know, wreck stuff. But like I was saying before, there are some clear, clear leaders there that's telling people and instructing people what to do and what not to do. So I got close um, after the tear gas came back again. And well, they, want some more. wait, what? Oh, because you just want some more. That's why. No, it's not that I want some more. Because after I um, recovered, I definitely was like, all right, this is my last time. So it was really interesting being like, near the front so you know how in uh the news media outlets and stuff like that they're showing like the cops right next to the protesters Mm -hmm. that's exactly where i was but on the side so it was it was interesting because you could see the cops getting more hostile per minute because they were already acting up and it was before curfew what the people no the cop oh the people were fine and that's the thing what i found out doing my little research via Twitter because Twitter is the news now as well is um, there has been militias that are going in the Black Lives Matter groups and in the marching groups. And as Black Lives Matter is doing their thing, they're the people that just start wrecking stuff inciting the crowd. And once the crowd starts to do it, that's when they dip. So I started thinking about this when uh, Minneapolis did their first march, right? Mm-hmm. They did their first march, and then you saw the police station burn up. That was a first big red flag for me because there's no way. There is no way a normal human being or a group of normal human beings are going to burn down a police station. Not in good sense. Like, I get people looting stuff. It's not the best thing, but I get people looting stuff. No one, there's not going to be a group of 20 of us that's like, let's burn down the police station. But it's easy for some other people, definitely when it's a multicultural group, to burn it and then blame it on the darker hue. Because they're the leaders of this protest. Insert here. Yeah. So it got me thinking and then then i started seeing if you if you pay attention there's definitely like always a white guy with a skateboard like in the front the back like like you like if you start looking at clips of people acting up there's always a white guy with a skateboard and i have nothing against skateboards because i wish i had my skateboard my mom took it away and lost it when i was like 12 but um they take their skateboards and they're trying to break stuff like out of nowhere. Like there was no, there was no reason and no cause to, but people just were poking the bear essentially. And then if you see it, like they're just doing reckless stuff now. Now they're doing stuff that they've seen in the video game. So you saw it up close and personal of them just recklessly doing this or just like a statement you're making? This is just a statement. Yeah. From, what I'm saying for my statement is that this protesting is, peace, is peaceful. I know what you see on TV might be a little different, but from the designated times, it's peaceful, and the majority are dipping out. 
There are some people that want to hang out and see cops act up. That's one thing. And then the other thing is when they start acting up, there's, of course, conflict between them. And then there's a random group of people that are being um, just malicious. They're maximizing on the opportunity. Yeah. So they might have. I mean, I was talking to a few of my family members. They were just like, what's the point of all this? I'm like, it's opportunity. Right. Like there's been militias and groups been, they've been planning this a while, but there's always that spark that they needed so they can, you know, do this. It's wild because um, these Black Lives Matter, they will have groups and, you know, they organize it. And then there's some, you know, fake accounts that are like, yeah, we're going to go march here. We're going to do this. But the, the masses aren't looking at who's hosting these things. They're just looking at, oh, BLM, Black Lives Matter, and that's cool. No. You have to see, like, there's been actual events where Black Lives Matter is like, no, we've postponed this. This is not us doing this. And there's still people going out to these same areas and wrecking stuff up. But that's the thing that people are seeing on these news outlets. So things are getting actually pretty nuts. Because people are looking one direction, but they're not seeing the rabbit hole. So it's a really bad magic trick right now. Yes. And side note, I don't know. While all this is going on, uh, the president turned down the student loan forgiveness. Wait, 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 what? Yes. That's the the thing about the news. Everyone's going to look at the crazy stuff, but if you're really paying attention to the news... Don't look at the crazy stuff. Look at what they're doing at the House and the Senate. They turned that thing down quick. All they needed was a distraction. Bingo, bingo. But down for, is that for like essential workers or was that just like in general? I'm going to just say in general, but I didn't look into it that hard. I didn't even know it was up. Oh, it was up there. Yeah. Well, we've heard about it so much. I really did not think it was like a real thing to be honest. That's real. I definitely thought it was one of those um, those advertisements online. Those ads. And it, it was just like, ah, stop spamming me. <laughs> yeah, sure. And it's going to be a few days. Right. But, um, yes, yeah, it's interesting how this is going to play out. But like, I'm glad you're safe. And um, nothing major happened to you because the whole reason for the protest, as everyone knows, is for the death of an, another black male. For what appeared to be no reason. Right. Uh, and you being a black male, I'm glad that nothing happened to you while out there, you know, amongst the masses or anybody else. Because there was also that video of that couple getting pulled out of the car. Um, what was that? Yes, Just last night? Yeah, that was wild. They weren't even a part of nothing. They just got pulled out. Yeah, this is these are wild times. Like, I was just talking about it earlier um, with Masai. And it's like every month there is something. Like, every single month for 2020, there has been something. And now, you saw the headlines. I think, I don't know this the whole premise of Anonymous. I really don't. So I don't really speak on it too much because I don't really know. But, like, that dropped today. They're, they're pulling stuff off of shows like Mr. Robot and all that stuff. Which, you know, that's interesting because what do you think people are going to do when stuff really hits the fan? If you're showing stuff like Anarchy and a massive rebellion and you're showing certain formulas for it which i'm gonna say a plug 
money heist you still need to see money heist because it is so good so good anyway if you are seeing all these examples and the opportunity comes what do you think they're going to try to do imitate it so of course they're going to post anonymous and they're going to have the mask and they're going to do some reckless stuff i think it's all just wood being added to the fire everybody knows that it's real sensitive and real tight right now so, and the internet is for everybody. I don't care. Internet is for everybody. Anybody can put whatever they want on the internet. That is true. You just gotta know what to look for. Really. I think that that's true, but like, that's the reality of it. Yes. Yeah, these are wild times. I just wonder when, like with Atlanta, like did it just start as a protest and then they just was like, you know what? I brought some spray cans. No, that's what I'm saying. Like these people are professionals. Like they have a low key uniform, just like undercover cops, they have a uniform. Like I saw those two girls that were going around, um, just like that guy that was going around breaking windows in Minnesota. Was it Minnesota? I don't know, but it was guy. He was literally just going down like the road and just breaking all the windows that he could until people like started recording him. And that's when he stopped. Yeah, and then he like tried to get out or get away, but he had on a like a gas mask, like. He knew that he would eventually be gassed if he was somewhere near. Like, who has a gas mask? People that are prepared. Correct. <laughs> like, people are forgetting that people, there are some group of people that was getting food, and there are some people that was getting supplies in the beginning of all this. Now their supplies are really are really helping out. What supplies? What are you talking about? Isn't supplies? Supplies like guns, ammunition, gas mask, rope, restraints. Booby traps, all that junk. Mm-hmm. Well, I was definitely not aware of that. Oh yeah, man, you got it. I thought when people were getting like supplies, like protesters getting supplies, like they had milk out there, water, um, like stations for stuff like that. Yeah, they they were gearing up, but there's there's a few groups that that know what to do. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'm a little speechless about most of this stuff. It's I think it's just a real sensitive time, and it's kind of like you've had people. It's like a caged dog. People have been pinned up in their houses, and they're angry, and they're frustrated. So a lot of people are maximizing their opportunity to, you know, exercise frustration, while others just out here trying to change the world. Thing about caged dog. You saw that lady with that dog, right? Talking about uh, the Karen story, another Karen story. Yes. Oh, we. You I know, wish- I'm not a big, you know, animal person, dog person, but the way he, she was yanking that collar. Oh. I heard she had a dog taken away after the video too. Of course. Oh yeah. You know they don't play about their dogs. <laughs> no, 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 no. How dare you? That could have been a little child in the, one of those like monkey backpacks things. Been <laughs> perfectly fine. But if it's that dog, they f- they found out immediately where she got it from. And the problem was, was they were saying stuff like, first of all, the dog has a social media page. What? Yes, a IG. And the dog had um, like at least 6,000 followers at the time. This dog had more followers than me by far. And the dog was like, okay, well, you know, I hurt my ankle. I hurt my whatever or I cut my nail. Wait, girl, she, as a dog? Yeah, she was posting as a dog, like giving updates. And I'm not going to say that's crazy because... No, it's crazy. I have 
um, I have a cousin. She's trying to be a vet, and she has a dog, and she has a dog page on their on her Instagram for the dog. There's a purpose for that. She is not a veterinarian. She's not. She is just. I, I don't know, but people were adding clues up, and it was like, "Yo, she was low key abusing this dog for at least a good two years, just based off the post." Nobody. But, Till after that video, though? Nobody what? Nobody noticed it till after that video, though? Yeah, no one noticed it. I mean, it's not like she, everyone knew this lady before. But my thing is, is like, how apologetic she was and was not, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, she, that apology was... Uh, 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 oh, that was piss poor. Piss poor apology. She's like, yeah, uh, sorry to that man. And that family, you have the same police report. You could look it up and say the right name. It's so wild because it's it could have been no recording, and next thing you know, this wildly successful man in New York is locked up for something dumb. And he seems like the most non-threatening, gentle black man there. Is. Oh, you you could tell. I didn't even have to see his face. I just heard his voice, and I said, "Oh, yeah." like oh, okay and then i saw a picture of him i said yep that that voice matches that face that's that guy like he would bird watch in new york grant park and i'm not knocking that but he fit the description now that description he fit what now that description he fit not. yes but we we minorities i don't want to just say minorities but um we and people in general just need to be careful and also to have more empathy i know there's a lot of um, people that are like how do we feel for you or how do we help i know people that are like they're frustrated just as much as the next man they're marching just with the next just like the next man and that's cool and i don't want to be a broken record with everybody else but we need to see this on your pages. Not just your Insta story, but like your actual page, like post it. And I know a few people, I know a few white people that have posted it on their page. And I'm like, you know what? I knew there was something about you. I like. I think it's like anything else. I think it's, you have to, like everybody's like, don't take stuff personal. This has to become personal. Like you have to think of it as if this could happen to you mm-hmm. or family members, regardless of color. Like if this happened, to your family member if this happened to you what are your thoughts like people like to use the scope of bystander but if everybody like we even know bystander effect doesn't even work in real life so it's definitely not going to help in a time of crisis so if anybody out there who wants to be an ally make it personal like actually put yourself in the shoes and i will say there's some people that that are and they're stepping up to the plate. But I also will put it back on black people be- and not say and say stuff like, don't be hurt when this guy's sticking up for you harder than you're sticking up for yourself. Because there's sometimes there's a there's a few African-Americans. They are so used to having the burden that they're just like, no, why, why are you taking my burden? This is mine. Like this man's trying to help you like this. This guy is more eloquent than you speaking on your behalf. Don't be upset that he's speaking on your behalf. Like, this is a human race type of issue. Don't be like, this is just a black issue. 
and you're, you're my sidekick. Nah, because that's you can't unify and tr- just try to have the glory on one side. Like, if we're all gonna win, we all gotta win. I think it's because it's seen as like a black issue. It shouldn't be seen as a like a like a color of race issue. It should be just seen as a. This is an issue that is heavily, you know, disproportionate to minorities. And when you say minorities, we'll say black people, black Americans. That's true. It is. Unfortunately, at the times that we are in, it goes through its waves like anything else. It gets okay, but it never gets better. It just gets okay. Well, this one got real, especially when I saw the post of like the Amish community was out there. Yo, it's like, who told them? Yes, who told them? But you know what's low key about the Amish? First of all, they're not going to talk about it like that. But, you know, shout out to the Amish people because they always were with the black people way back. This is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, even in, you know, America's Habitat for Humanity, Habitat for Humanity was started on Colony Farm. Colony Farm was a commune, a compound where people were, um, you know, basically their equity. Didn't matter your race, sex, anything. You worked, you got your fair share. Now, it wasn't necessarily like the Amish community, but like um, similar. They still had technology. But Habitat for Humanity was built upon everybody working together. That's true. No but, no but these, but this person or but this. No, everybody worked together. You work, you get your share. You don't work, you get nothing. That's a great model sometimes. I, not sometimes, but, you know, most of the time. Right. But can you believe that was started in America's Georgia? One of the most racist towns. Oh, of course. Right. They used to have a walking around tax. I found that out. Oh, really? Yeah, if you were African-American, you got caught walking around downtown. If you didn't have papers, because um, you have to pay a tax, a walk around tax. Um, if you didn't have, like, the right to walk around downtown, mm-hmm. you could be either fined or jailed. Wow. All in the documentary that has, like, Jimmy Carter and, and, Giz- and Millet Fuller and Clarence Jordan, like, it gives you the whole breakdown of, like, all of this. Um, it's called Briars in the Cotton Pad. I had to watch it in college. So anybody out there, shout out to Hurricanes, you know. We represent SWTU. I had to watch it with um, Tom Johnson and our sociology department. We watched Briars in the Cotton Pad. And that documentary taught me more about my town than I got in any Georgia history class. Sheesh. They even talk about the rise of Jimmy Carter to presidency. Like, all that. Sometimes I'm just shocked. He's an ally, by the way, people. Jimmy is an ally. He is a national treasure, and we love him dearly. Can you explain why Jimmy is an ally? Because not everyone grew up in Sumter County, so all they know is peanuts from this guy. And I'm not saying that, but I definitely know. They don't even know peanuts from him. Peanuts is planes. That is true. So... Um, if you ever are in the small town or in the on the south west, like and you go to a small, small town called Plains, Georgia, they have a railway system and um you can go on a nice trip down memory lane for Jimmy Carter. They have his own childhood home, um, like where he lived. And I think they'll take you past his house now, but it's heavily guarded because he still has secret service. Um, to this day, also, Jimmy Carter still hosts, like, Sunday school for his church. 
that's what I, I wanted to do before I left America. Never had the chance to. I was like, dang. Jimmy Carter, I, I would say Jimmy Carter is an ally because I don't know anything about his presidency. I wasn't even born. I wouldn't even thought about. So I can just give my experience with Jimmy Carter. I personally met Jimmy Carter, and he's the nicest, sweetest man. I got the privilege to sing um, for him when I was in in college. We sang at the the old Plains High School, which is now a museum. Okay, flex. Right, just a little bit. <laughs> but um, he was there. I have a picture with him, but I don't, I don't, I don't know where that picture is. It's probably lost in the files of GSW somewhere. I wish I would have thought to get it, but hey, what it, it is, what it is. All right. He genuinely, you can, he cares about the youth. Like he's all about the next generation are the leaders. Like he is very much like encouraging to like the next generation of leaders to not make the same mistakes of the past. That's what's up. I can't speak too much on him because, like, I can't give his personal opinion. But my impression of Jimmy Carter is that's a sweet old man. And if you can beat cancer twice at the age of 98, can't nobody mess with you. Right. He... And go still, you fall. I don't know if he broke his hip or something. Right. He'll go and you build houses for Habitat for You Man the next day in your 90s. Come on, bro. But the thing is, is, well, one, that's amazing. But two, it's like you can get old. Everyone's going to get old. But when it starts becoming a mental thing and it's like, oh, I got to sit down, I'm old. That's when you actually start deteriorating. Like there are very active 70, 80, 90 years old because they chose to stay active. Obviously, they had to do some stuff before that. But don't just let your age be an excuse. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate real quick because I understand that it is all about your activity and like what you do and how to keep up your body. I understand that. But sometimes there are people with conditions that it restricts restricts movements at times. And sometimes when your body is used to not moving as much, it becomes... It becomes a difficult task to do simple things sometimes. So yeah. some people, yes, some people become friends of six hundred pound life. Mm. But other people, sometimes it can be a, you. The, the heart is willing, but the body ain't able. That, uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. That's true. And if that's the case, you can't still eat like you okay then. That is yeah. true. Like. I completely, completely understand physical limitations, but there's some people that are amazing that have physical limitations, and there's some people that that lean on their physical limitations, and then they're still eating like they don't have physical limitations, and that's the problem I have. You can be your best self if you do your fitness and health, but if you cannot be your absolute best self, quote unquote, you can do either fitness or your health. So it's like, when I say health, I'm saying nutrition. So it's like, yeah, do what you can, but just make sure you have the right mindset. Everything's about mindset if you really break it down. Well, it always starts in the mind. My dad said a long time ago in one of his sermons, the doctor, a doctor told him if, if they always say if they can get a baby's head out, the rest of them will come. Mm-hmm. 
So it's just like that mentally. If you can get your head out of a situation, the rest of you will follow. Wow. That sounds like the last part of this episode. <laughs> so get your head out, Trevor J. And the rest Ooh. will come. Yeah, get your head out first. A lot of things come to, you know, bother people. If somebody can get in your head, if something can get in your head, it can get the it can get you. Right. Oh. And that folks should be the last part. So I appreciate you guys with our fireside chat. Yes, we definitely appreciate it. Um it's been nuts out there, so stay safe. Hold on, let me let me find our friends who liked us on here. How do I find them? Because I wanted to shout them out. It was two people that, that liked us on here. Oh, that's a great question. I should have written their names down, but I don't know how to use well, this right now. Ladies, um, we appreciate you guys for for liking us in our infancy. We appreciate it. And next time, I'll be sure to like get the names. Yeah. I, I was really excited to see the names of people that we did not know from life. Right. We're still growing. We have an Instagram and a Twitter page now and a Facebook page, by the way. So um, we're going to be posting, keeping y'all updated. Please comment below all that because we want to interact with you guys. If you have a great point, we might talk about it. And if you don't have a great point, we might ignore it. We might still talk about it. Yeah. So just stay safe, be smart, um, take risk occasionally. But, you know, it's nuts out there. So. <laughs> it's nuts out there. So peace out. Peace out, Girl Scout. And yeah, you good? We good. I'll still be. Till next time. Uh, till next time. Peace.